Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Kirsty of Bits of Bernard Photography. And I'm Caitlin of Ragamuffin Pet Photography. Hey, and I'm today... Tavio, but... no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And today we're bringing you Season 4, Episode 6 of the Pet Photographers Podcast. Our guest today is a name you may recognize and whose beautiful action dog photos you certainly will. He's a Nikon School Master, author of the Personal Workflow book, and teaches other aspiring photographers how to nail those incredible dogs in action shots. It's Cla- Claudia Piccoli. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't just watch it. Yes. Yeah, you know, your English is amazing. I would like to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club, Claudia. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm here and happy to be here. Perhaps um, you could share with the listener a bit more about your your photography? Uh, let me say that I, I've always taken photos to dogs because it was my passion. I'm living with dogs since I was really young. So it was normal to have a dog in the family. And, uh, you know, I was a kind of photographer that was taking photos to everything, you know, a bit of everything during vacation, holidays, I don't know, to the girlfriend or to the dog. It's a mix. You, you do <laughs> yeah. a bit of everything and nothing is good. I mean, you don't find yourself. Uh, you just take photos for fun, for passion. You say that you like it, but you are not sure. You are not so sure about yourself. And then uh, 16, 17, no, uh, 19, uh, 19, yes, 19 years uh, ago, I got my first real dog uh, from a kennel. It was a mix, a really mix. And uh, from that moment, I started to, ge- to dig a bit in photography, in dogs photography, but just for passion again. Then I got my first border collie. I'm trying to re- to to remember. I think it was uh, 15, 15 years ago. And then five years ago or six, I got the second one, the second border collie, so three dogs, 
And from that moment, it was a disaster because I decided to follow my friends in this competition around the Europe all the time. So taking a lot of pictures, doing a lot of experiences. And it was strange because six years ago, it wasn't so common to find uh, something really good in action, not because of the people or the photographer, because it wasn't necessary. It wasn't asked. It wasn't something needed in that moment during competition. Mm -hmm. So the competition mm -hmm. was only a way to report, to do a reportage, you know? So I tried to do it in a different way because I'm an engineer. So I'm a bit stubborn with things. So I dig it a lot. I studied a lot, the lenses, the camera, because I was struggling with the autofocus, you know, it was so strange mm, for me. No? Yeah. In that moment I thought, ah, probably the only reason is because the pictures are not focused and so on. And so I started to study, blah, blah. And after months, many months, I reached quite, quite everything. It's impossible, everything. But let me say most of the picture currently focused, but it was a shit. So uh, it was a disaster. I mean, because I was realizing it was very hard because let me say I was beating my nose against the wall of failures, you know, because you think that you need the focus. So I started to get a lot of inspiration from other fields, like, I don't know, landscapes, portraits, everything, mm -hmm. wildlife. And I was trying to get there, let me say secrets. I was trying mm -hmm. to understand which were the secrets. And at the end, I discovered that they didn't have any secrets. So I didn't discover <laughs> and nothing, zero, you know, zero, zero. And so, uh, but let me say that this brought me to understand that I needed to find myself inside photography. So I started to, uh, let me say, uh, understand the way I was taking photos, the reason, you know, we need the techniques, we need the the knowledge, a lot of things, good camera, good lenses, but at the end, we don't have anything. So it seems that everything is perfect, but it's not enough. And especially if you don't have really big bases. And this is because I was telling you about Europe, European people and culture. Yes, let's dive into that. So for a little bit of backstory, just for our listeners, um, we were having a chat before we hit record about the difference between um, the American culture of photography, the Australian culture of photography, and then Claudio was talking about sort of how he views um, the European culture of photography, which obviously has a lot of competition there. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of competition Everywhere. worldwide. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to to hear your point of yeah. view there. Uh, what I mean is that usually you can recognize easily a photographer, especially in the editing process from Europe instead of America. Oh, yeah. I think there is a very recognizable editorian. Edit, uh, editorian. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Okay. European. European. <laughs> European editing process is what I was trying to say, but instead I said editorial. Um, European editing process. I definitely think that sort of creamy, yeah. 
look about it, um, which I know is a side note, guys, if you uh, haven't yet checked out Claudio's work, have a look. You'll see what I mean. I'm not quite sure how to exactly describe it, but you'll you'll know it when you see it. And um, little, pl- I mean, we'll talk about this more later, but little plug for Claudio. He does teach people in his personal workflow book how how to achieve that. But anyway, that's a side note. We'll get back to it. Given that you do teach action photography. And I know listeners that normally we talk about the business side of things, but we have here an an expert in action dog photography. So let's pick his brain a little. Would you mind sharing with us and our listeners, Claudio, maybe like your top tips for nailing action dog photography? I can. I'm really going to give you something that I really believe. In my case, my first tip is not about techniques. Mm-hmm. It's not about camera. It's not about the lens. I'm an Nikon amb- ambassador, but I'm not telling to anyone buy an Nikon. No, because every camera is good. I mean, uh, we are in in an age where everything is quite unbelievable good. What I'm going to tell you is not that, but it's about how to approach to dogs. For example, let me take, let me, let me talk about a dog that is running toward to you. Okay. A kind of action in the wood or something like that. It could be this okay. dog, but yeah. let me suppose, okay, just to do an example that you have a dog that is running toward to you. So the problem is that usually an action like that can be something about uh, three seconds. I don't know, three seconds, four seconds. It depends yeah. how much is long the path, but a kind of. So depending on the dog, you know, a dog can run, uh, for example, the whippet can run almost 70 kilometers per hour. You have to think really fast behind the lens or the owners don't know how much their dogs are so amazing, no? They Sometimes they don't realize that they, they can fly. Usually the dog is staring about you, is watching you, is running toward you because probably the owner is behind you. Think about it tomorrow, about uh, staying with the dog in that small amount of time, like you are living in a parallel temporal dimension that is not only two or three seconds, but it's something really expanded, no? Very big. And in that moment, the dogs, what are they doing? Because you are taking photos, but in the same moment, in the, in the same moment, you are thinking maybe about the dinner or maybe you are thinking about uh, Kirsty or Caitlin. You have to call each other. No. So you say, I have to finish this shooting because I have to go there or I have to talk with that person. So you are not in that moment. So concentrate with the dog, but the dog is leaving that moment simply because the dog usually reacts with the method of action reaction in one second. So you do something, they react. Okay. So, um, your tip, I suppose, is, uh, to know the dog and, um, and really follow them and try to be in the moment like the dog is so that you can predict, predict their next move. You will yeah? understand it because you are living. There are people that do this, something like this. Sometimes is enough because you know what you are going to do. And it's amazing. It's so rewarding. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So, Claudio, earlier you mentioned that you're a Nikon ambassador. At the beginning, we started with the Nikon school. Uh, I think mm-hmm. three years ago, I started to collaborate with them in the Nikon school as master. How, sorry, how did they find out about you or do you apply to be a part of them? 
I got a contact, uh, sorry, I always used Nikon in the past for my choice before of that. And so one day I, I thought, why I don't call, I don't write them asking them to collaborate. I'm using their equipment. No, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so the only way to do the, to do this is to spam, spamming everywhere, but spamming in a smart way. Spamming means, um, to let me say, participate in many contests, participate in many groups, talking with people, sharing your knowledge and exchanging experiences, something like that. This is what I mean for spam. So this is what I did. And at the end, I got a contact by Canon that wanted me to go in the academy to teach. But because I wanted Nikon, I wrote them and I asked, sorry, Nikon, but I wrote you two months ago and you didn't answer, but Canon is writing to me. So if you don't want to collaborate, maybe I can switch to them. And they immediately called <laughs> yeah. that negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. And they called me. So we started to collaborate. And for me, it was uh, just a boost about the positioning in the market. They're supplying you with gear now, or you're able to use their logo, or what is the benefit to you to be um, an ambassador for them? Uh, this year? I started to, they asked to collaborate a bit more. They wanted me to use the Z series and the D5 and blah, 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 and many things. So I said, no problem, we can proceed. So in that way, I'm starting to get materials, supports, and many other things that I didn't get before. What are you supplying them in return? I'm assuming imagery. Nothing is mandatory by them. I always advertise them without being paid nothing in return. I, I noticed um, throughout your Facebook posts, for example, you always share with everyone the, the camera that you've been using, the lens that you've been using, your settings. Yes. Although there is, as you were saying before, there's right approach that you have to take it mentally. There's also the technical side of it. And it's really great for you to see that. And I can see that for Nikon. Um, there's a little plug there, I guess, for every photo that you send. So that's that yeah. makes sense as well. But usually they want, they usually want to push more the social. So for example, they want to push on Instagram. They want to push on those kind of things. So I did, I did, um, an interesting and very funny, funny live. Uh, it was a disaster because I was using, <laughs> no, I was on a field with sheep in sheepdog. And okay. uh, I was, I was using the iPhone. No, the camera of the iPhone inside the viewfinder of the Z6 with the 200 millimeters F2. And it was a mess because I was trying to focus watching the phone that was watching inside the viewfinder. And it was like, and I was moving the joystick, you know, to, to explain people how to use it. Uh, it was a mess. So Claudio, um, speaking about photographing different events though. So just now you've mentioned the sheep uh, trial. So t- talk us through those different events. Who's hiring you to be there or are you doing it off your own back? Who's buying the images? How does the business part of okay. that work? Um, I decided to avoid completely the clients uh, okay. two years ago. So I decided to quit all the clients for private shootings two years ago to focus myself only in workshops. So this is very important. Usually people get crazy with clients. They work. I have many, many friends, really nice people that work every day, a lot of hours, clients by clients, no, pam, 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 pam. And they don't have the time to live. 
or maybe uh, let me say that they reached the roof of the business but the not ceiling, yeah. with with not so much money simply because that is not the roof that is the roof of them they they wanted that kind of roof because they wanted the 80-20. So they work at 80 to get 20. So uh, working client by client, pa, 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 pa. there are many ways to work with client and uh, I'm not the right person to teach it, but there are many, many ways to do that. So I'm trying to teach people to work in an uncommon way. So we can say we are artists. We are nothing. We are photographers. We are people. We are. We have to stay grounded. We are normal. We are. We are like everyone. But, but we don't give up, and we every day put our effort to create something, to do our best. Sometimes with the family, with dogs, and in photography too, because it's a business. I think that's so interesting. It seems to be Kirsty that we're having a running theme for season four of our um, guests that are coming on for the podcast. So anyone who's listened to the first two episodes yeah. of the season, um, Sarah, for example, w- completely changed her business and stopped photographing with private clients because she felt more passionate about working with commercial clients. So she just, you know, threw, threw that to the wind, threw the typical pet photography business away and focused on that. And I th- find it really interesting that your most passionate about, you know, getting down in the dirt and teaching people how to create this beautiful action photography. So that's the path that you've followed. I think that's a a lovely reminder to all of us that just because your neighbor might be creating a business that looks like this doesn't mean that you also have to create your business to look like that. You can do whatever you want if it's making sense to you. You reach a point on your life, in your journey, when you can say, okay, I would like to propose myself. Yeah, we have to hey, be judged by people. It's normal. Sometimes people like what we do and sometimes not. So the problem is that in business, usually uh, we should a bit follow what they like. You can't be 100% all around. You can't be uh, a landscaper, no, doing still life portraits, models, dogs, is, is not working. You have to focus yeah, on your business only and it should be really narrow. But, but what I wanted to tell you is that uh, there are many good photographers and sometimes the timing to enter in the market is, a, is luck. I would say luck. So we are lucky sometimes. Do you have this saying in Italian? But I mean, I only know it in English, but it's something about luck comes to those who are brave. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, the more you try and the more the luck can uh, follow you, let me say, come to you. Because it's a little bit of pe- luck, but a lot of effort. Yeah, but, but you know, many people say, I'm very good. So I stay on the window and I wait. People usually see only the exterior part of the job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Most people do. We are all looking at our highlight reel on Instagram, right? We're not seeing all the work that goes behind it. And we need time. Mm -hmm. Sorry, again, we need time, a lot of time to think. Because thinking, we can find strategies, we can find or we can decide for the next year what to do. We can decide which, you know, quality against quantity. 
Oh, absolutely. And that, that comes back down to your 80-20 rule again. If you're allowing yourself enough time to work on your business rather than constantly being bogged down with clients, constantly struggling with all the constantly struggling to manage your time, then you're never going to have those moments where you can start to actually push your business further or focus on how you're going to build it because you're just bogged down in all the admin or the all the clients, that sort of thing. So I totally agree with you there. It's really yeah. important to give yourself space to focus on that. Um Beautiful, Claudio. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Again, I know we mentioned it throughout the interview, but if you guys want to learn more, definitely follow him. We'll put the Instagram links and his Facebook links as well, because if you are more interested in the technical aspect of what he's creating, then Claudio does share the tech the technical stuff. And it's really cool to see the behind the scenes videos as well. And we'll also put a link to that book that I mentioned that he's written um, all about his post-processing workflow. So you can check that out as well. Just a word about the book. Uh, many people ask me about why it's so expensive. And I say, yes, it's expensive because it's half of a workshop. I wanted to write exactly what I usually do in every picture. So uh, this is the reason. And so for people that are living very, let me say, far away and so on. To give away all your knowledge, um, you have to make it worth your your time, especially given that you are sharing a lot of your knowledge for free anyway. So yeah. no, we're big believers in that. Um, beautiful. Thank you so, so much. Thank, thank you. you. Um, we'll just, we'll wrap up now. So um, that was Claudio Piccoli. Um, sharing with us his journey as a dog photographer, his inspiration and his uh, belief in pouring yourself into what you're doing, which was just so inspiring. We will have all the links and resources mentioned in our show notes for this episode. So just visit thepetphotographersclub.com forward slash podcast forward slash 0406. And next week, we're going to have a live members only episode in the Facebook group. Kirsty and I will be chatting about our own approaches to post-processing just sort of inspired by this conversation with Claudio so if you're not a pro member of the club already don't forget that you can join today and you'll get your first month free yeah do it I really love people like you that are really putting their passion in the business so it's about sharing for first so you know when you want to do business you have to share a lot absolutely well, that's everything for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye-bye. As always, yeah. <laughs> as always, Katie and I wish you all the success in your business. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would absolutely love for you to rate and review us on iTunes and to help spread the word about the Pet Photographers Club. May your clients be happy. May your business be successful. And may the dogs not pee on your camera bag. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>